In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. In other words, the world is in darkness, and Christ invites us to be his followers so that we may reflect his own light by becoming reflections of him in the world. And Christ has given us his church to be a house where we can grow up and learn how to reflect this light. Speaking of the church, for the past couple weeks, uh, we had the privilege, some of us from our uh, diocese, to go with our bishop to visit northern Iraq. Our church is over there. And because it was a pilgrimage, uh, so that the goal was to go and see as many churches as possible and see the life of the church over there, it was a trip worth reflecting on. Among the many things that we were privileged to witness, one of the aspects of life over there that stood out the most was the seriousness of Christian identity over there. Over there, back home, especially in the north where our Christian population is concentrated for the sake of safety, Christian identity, being a Christian, saying you're a Christian, living as a Christian, is not an accessory to life. It's not something you do on the side. It's not something you act like on Sunday and then disregard for the rest of your week. No, Christian identity over there is what defines you. It orients the rest of your life, which means it gives direction to the rest of your life. Yes, it's a given you go to church on Sunday, but that going to church, the one you receive on Sunday, echoes into the rest of your week, has an effect on the rest of your week, shapes the rest of your week, and who you are. They're not just Christians over there when it's convenient. Again, Christianity is what defines them. Some of the ways that I saw that, over there on Sundays, it's a work day. It's not considered the weekend. So people work in the morning over there. But there is still Sunday Mass. That's part of the church's tradition. You can't excuse yourself from that, even though your country might dictate it's a work day. So for them, the main masses, the high masses are in the evening. Churches are completely packed. Of course, there's exceptions. It's not 100% sainthood over there. But for the most part, for the vast majority of people, you go to church on Sunday. There's not really an excuse. If you have to work in the morning, go for it, survive, but you go to church on Sunday. That is the minimum. For us, that might seem kind of shocking for a lot of Chaldeans that live here, even though it's fundamental church teaching to go to church on Sundays, to keep holy the Lord's day. But every time we celebrated Mass there, it was packed. It's a given that you go to church. 
Everyone goes. It's expected. Another way I saw that there is there's many checkpoints that we have to pass through as we're traveling from town to town and from village to village. Our drivers would only say one thing when we were stopped at the checkpoints. One word. Masihina. We're Christians. And immediately, the soldiers would let us pass. What does that signify to the soldiers? What does that mean? These are they respect. We know who they are. We know their lifestyle. We know what they value. We know what they respect. We know that they're no trouble to us at all. Even though those checkpoints are there, not as much for security, but more to show that the Kurdish forces have control over the territory. But still, they recognize who Christians are because Christian identity is everything to Christians over there. That is what defines them. Someone here might say, okay, life is really different over there. How are we supposed to be like that? The way we live here is much different. We have work, we have different obligations, we have different things that we're trying to accomplish. We're not living in villages. Things are more modern here. It's more of a free, capitalistic, democratic society. By nature, things are different here. We can't be like that over there. Our life can't revolve around the life of the church. Our life can't revolve around the liturgical calendar like it does over there. Yes, the lifestyle may be different. No one can deny that. But I think what it really comes down to is a difference in priorities. It's a difference in where we think we can find truth and happiness. One of the martyr hymns that we have in our liturgy from the Tuesday morning prayer says the following in the English translation. You may move from land to land, but you will not leave your Lord. You bring the treasure of life to each land you enter in. We don't know who wrote this martyr hymn, but what we can conclude from it is that the fathers of our church, since its very beginnings, understood the priority that matters most. Whether it comes to balancing work or life or responsibilities or whatever goals you're trying to accomplish, the priority that matters most is bringing the treasure of life to each land you enter in. Brothers and sisters, it's good that we still have some semblance of that in our community here. Most Chaldeans here live around Rancho or local communities. People might go to La Jolla and say, why don't people live here? It's amazing, we're near the ocean, it's such a nice neighborhood, but the church is in Rancho San Diego, and mo most people have decided to populate the areas around the church, and that's great. We still have some connection to the way we used to live back home. But we have to admit, a lot of distractions have gotten in the way. Our priorities have become diluted by things that do not matter as much as our Christian identity. In fact, they have weakened our Christian identity. Many of us would rather be doing other things on Sunday, which again is a basic requirement of our Catholic faith to attend Sunday Mass. That's the minimum that we can do. The minimum that we can do is to go visit the house of our Father once a week for one hour to give thanks and glory to Him who created us and everything that's around us. 
There's one thing we have in common, though, with the community back home. We're both minorities. Being a Christian back home is being a minority. Being a Christian here, a loyal Christian, a faithful Christian, is a minority. So there is darkness in both situations. There is darkness back home, and there is a different kind of darkness here. But there is darkness in both situations. Over there, the struggle is more about survival. The struggle is more about maintaining a way of life safely, without threat, physical harm. Over here, there's different threats. Over here, the soul is attacked in different ways. Over here, there are probably a vast array of sins that people can fall into that maybe they don't experience back home. But the soul is under threat in both locations. But what does Christ tell us in this gospel today? I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Again, the world is in darkness, but we're invited to accept the light that Christ offers, which is true happiness and truth. And when we accept this light, we don't have to live in darkness. When we accept this light, it means we're taking our Christian identity seriously. It means we are allowing Christ to sanctify us by His grace and not stopping there, but showing that we take our Christian identity seriously to others so that we can become reflections of His light in this world. When the Pharisees are questioning Him, are questioning what He's saying, when they're questioning His testimony, they say something very profound. Jesus is talking about the connection, the relationship between him and the Father, and they say, where is your Father? What a thing to say. While Jesus is spending his public ministry trying to reveal the face of the Father, what a profound thing to say. Where is your Father? Their hearts are so hardened that they cannot recognize the Father in the teachings and the actions of Christ. Over there back home, where Christian identity is taken a little bit more seriously than here, I think. Even those who do not believe recognize who Christians are. Even those who do not believe recognize the yearning we have for a relationship with the Father. The yearning we have to spend time in our Father's house, to take care of the Father's house, to make sure that the Father's house still exists and there can be a channel of grace in an area where people are killed and slaughtered for their faith. Brothers and sisters, we cannot save ourselves in the midst of darkness. We cannot be the source of light. We cannot be the source of truth. We cannot be the source of ultimate and true goodness. Only Christ can be this light. And the best thing we can do is to be aware enough, to be humble enough, to be receptive enough to embrace this light and let it pierce the darkness of our sins so that we can reflect this light and reflect it seriously in the Christian identity that we want to carry with us. Amen.